Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is a subdued Stu's Days. Stu, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm under the weather here. I've got my, uh, I, I think I, I, it, it's sort of my fifth or sixth bout in my life with pneumonia. So there's, uh, so the, the old wind bag who appears on this podcast with you is, uh, the, the, the bag's a little empty. I'm going to send some chicken noodle soup out your way, Dave. Oh, Oh, that would be that would be very nice. I could I could use that. My uh, my my wife's away on a on a ski trip this weekend, so I'm I'm kind of alone, ill. It's just a depressing scene here, Stu. You know, I could make for you that my grandma used to do for me a mustard plaster. Oh, put that on your chest, and then pneumonia will be gone in seconds. Does that actually work? It it brings up a lot of different stuff comes out of your chest when you put the mustard on there. But you can't put it right in your skin because it'll burn. But uh, yeah, it works. It's I've always like wondered about steroids. Always wondered about that. Well, yeah. I, I'll, uh, I'll I'll take both, Stu. Okay. But um, but, but hey, the good news is because we, we we didn't do it yesterday because I was still in rough shape. But I'm on the mend today, and so are the markets. Uh, sort of midday. Uh, I think uh, Dow's down a couple hundred points. S and P's down twenty, and then all of a sudden, somebody got up to speak. And and things but things got lively all of a sudden. What what happens to? Yeah, so we had uh, we had Fed Governor uh, Powell uh, came to speak, and and uh, you know the constant debate of of uh, taking the punch bowl away, filling the punch bowl back up a little bit. Uh, you know today was more on the side of of, uh, of filling the punch bowl. Um, you know it's just kind of this this uh, endless. Uh, you know, tug uh, in both directions and markets around. Uh, we've we've loaded all this uh, monetary tightening into the system, and you know, will we slow down to the point that uh, we have, you know, a recession, or will could it be a soft landing? And um, you know, I think I think the slowdown is discounted to some degree, but uh, you know, what people are wondering is, will you know, the Fed uh, be a little bit forward looking and say? We've put a lot of uh, tightening in. Uh, maybe it's time to back off a little bit. And and um, you know they certainly said. I think interest rates. You know what they said today was interest rates are still likely to go a little bit higher. But uh, you know it was, was you know, maybe a little different than you know what they said uh, at the last FOMC meeting. Uh, or at least it was taken a little bit differently. Like this notion that um, you know there's different phases of Fed tightening. Uh, there's the aggressive uh, phase. Uh, we're likely through that. Now we're into a bit more of a tinkering phase. Uh, didn't say interest rates were going to come down, but you know, relative to where you know people's heads were at, uh, um, it was a little bit more benign. So you had uh, you know rates rates came down today, which they've been you know, been coming down uh, in the most recent weeks, and uh, and then you know equities uh, responded favorably to that. Yeah, and, and and that the uh, the, the bond move uh, one, once again it's been it's been quite a move since the I guess it was the October inflation report uh, that, that 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 came out a little bit. It made me really guess for the first time the um, you saw that year over year decrease and that kind of rollover, and we've come from 4.30 on the uh, on the 10 year and you down. I didn't look. You had, you just mentioned before we started it's sitting around 3.60, so yeah. that's a pretty big uh, pretty big move. Um, is, is the, this, this whole idea though of, so, so, so let, let's, let's play out the scenario that he kind of discussed today. So one of the big things 
um, he just sort of dropped it right in the last uh, last couple of seconds of his of his formal presentation and came back in the first question in the Q and A forum today uh, for Chairman Powell was was you know the whole idea that looks like now December is going to be a 50 basis point increase instead of 75. And then, of course, intimated that they, they might let things flatten out for a bit into next year. So under that scenario where we, we start to not increase rates as much and things kind of flatten out, uh, what, is, what does that do in terms of, of your mind as you start to evaluate earnings and, and how, you know, earnings at some point you'd have to think in an economic slowdown have to, have to come back, but but does this give you a little more optimism that earnings might hold a little bit better uh, or, or that it plays out in that scenario where if we have a recession even now, um, it's, it's just not, it, it takes away that, the, the, the specter of a really deep and dark recession and brings you back to that kind of mild and shallow recession that just kind of resets things and, and off we go when we get through the middle of next year. Yeah, like I would say, I would say that the two biggest, uh, you know, kind of, or maybe three biggest disjoints uh, that existed in the market. And, uh, you know, we talked about one last week, which was that short-term interest rates, uh, you know, kind of the break-even between, uh, you know, getting like, you could get 6% on a, you know, two-year kind of basket of investment grade credit. Um, you know, so when the S&P was, was around 4,100, which is not far from where it is today, you know, 6%, uh, if we roll that forward and we kind of do a break-even on the equity market, that would the equity market's kind of saying no recession. Um, when you overlay S&P earnings with, uh, you know, things like the ISM or leading indicators, it would say that earnings probably need to drip a little bit or drop a little bit. And then, and then the, the third one is when you overlay uh, the slope of the yield curve, so short-term interest rates being quite a bit higher than longer-term interest rates has been a big indicator of slowdown in the past. And again, when you looked at earnings estimates and overlaid them with uh, the slope of the yield curve, it was saying that disjoint will not likely persist. It either means that, uh, you know, the short-term interest rates had to drop so that the yield curve went back to a more normal slope and the earnings outlook was correct, or earnings had to drop because the bond market was correct. And, you know, through time, uh, the bond market, because it's so much larger than the equity market, it's viewed as the dog and the equity market's viewed as the tail. So, you know, the saying is the tail doesn't wag the dog, right? So people tend to uh, believe the fixed income market more. Um, but, you know, that's not always the case. Uh, and and there are there are other indicators inside the equity market uh, that would not be consistent with recession. And that was the relative strength of industrial stocks and financial stocks and things like this. So it's a it is a fairly confusing environment in the short term. Uh, because of all these different cross currents, um, you know, I think I think you know the one thing that does does stick out though was that first point was, you know, when you could get a you know high rate of interest on on short term quite reliable fixed income, uh, you know that stuck out a little bit as being interesting. Um, that's that's you know just the way markets do. That's changed even just a little bit in a week because those rates have have come down. Um, and, uh, you know, so we're always kind of monitoring and, and trying to do our best against those indicators. Yeah. So, so th this, this one bears watching, uh, I, you know, I think as, as I was listening, uh, one, one of the benefits of being, uh, on your back in bed at home, uh, in, in your jammies watching, uh, Chairman Powell is you get to watch the whole thing. 
and uh, very, very rarely get that opportunity. And uh, one of the things, it was a chart that uh, I'd added into my, my investor presentation that I've been, I've been doing across Canada lately uh, about a month ago because uh, I stumbled across it in some of Eric LaSalle's work. And we will have Eric LaSalle's on later this week to talk about uh, the job market. And, and this was, was something different from unemployment or different from uh, job, the, the, the labor report in terms of jobs added, jobs moving out of the market. This was actually looking at you know, what's a very rare occurrence in, in an economy, but part of the problem around inflation, which is the number of job openings there are sitting uh, in the U.S. economy. And we'd seen some really nice movement on that, or I guess not. You got to be careful how you position this. Nice from an inflation perspective, obviously want to have lots of job opportunities in the market, but when there's several million more jobs than people to fill them, uh, that, that creates a lot of uh, inflationary pressures in the economy. And through, I guess, August and September, we saw about uh, two and a half million job openings uh, get lost out of the U.S. market. Uh, and the report out today on October was another three or 400,000 jobs uh, came out. So he talked quite a bit about that being one of those signals that maybe, just maybe, we're starting to see some signs that the job market is loosening up. And, and that's really what you need to be able to get inflation down to that, you know, one to three percent range, really down to, you know, two to three is where we're looking now. Um, and, and to take some of that upward pressure off interest rates. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like when, um, you know, Eric and I were at our last investment policy committee, uh, having a discussion and with the broader group and, and, um, you know, the discussion there was the speed with which the markets almost stopped talking about inflation and gone to how big will the slowdown be? And, and that's where the central banks, the narrative around central banks comes in as much as their actions, because if things are going to slow down, if things are slowing and the central banks don't appear to be concerned, then you're like, well, that will continue to slow. They seem indifferent. If they seem attuned to the idea that their tight or moderate monetary policy has had an impact and are perhaps willing to adjust that, then you don't worry, even though you know we're still slowing, you don't worry quite a bit about how deep it's going to be because, you know, they've told you, you know, don't worry about it as quite as much, right? Like they're, I think they're still likely to err on the side of really making sure inflation gets back in the bottle because that's the best thing they can do for all investors. But acknowledging that things are slowing, um, you know, just gives, uh, you know, investors just that little bit of sense of, okay, uh, they're not going to, you know, really throw us, uh, you know, right off the cliff here with tight policy. They're going to be at least uh, aware of it, right? So, um, you know, that is that I think that's one thing that's going on. Yeah. And it, it, it's um, it, it's going to be really important for I think a lot of a lot of just just the overall recovery from COVID um, uh, in, in general is 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 that idea that things kind of normalize in that labor market. I think uh, everyone's experienced, uh, you know, go to a go to a restaurant, go to a or, or even uh, expect to go to a restaurant that's supposed to be open on a Tuesday, a Tuesday for lunch. And it's not. It's open you know, Wednesday to Saturday only for dinner and just, just seeing some things normalize because this is one of those things that was really sent out of whack by, by specifically the, uh, the, the COVID lockdown, uh, all the spending and then, and then the recovery. So to see things normalize would be, uh, would be nice. And obviously the, uh, the central banks have got their eyes on, on those numbers. Nope, 100%. And um, you know, see it when you talk to all sorts of businesses, like we were just in with 
a business before the podcast and you know, we're talking about building it was building pipelines in this case, but you know, the you know, Canada's kind of building two pipelines at once right now. They're building the TMX and the coastal gas pipeline, and both are costing more money. And both were kind of slowed during COVID for a variety of different reasons. But, you know, give or take, uh, there's kind of 10,000, you know, this was the comment that uh, management made, give or take, there's kind of 10,000 pipeline workers in the country on an ongoing basis. And, you know, because of the cadence of these two projects, you've ended up with kind of needing 18,000 for a period of time. And, um, you know, that just puts a lot of uh, negotiating power on the 10,000 yeah, <laughs> until yeah. it passes, right? Uh, and it's not likely, it's not a permanent, uh, it's not like we've permanently changed how many pipeline workers we need. But uh, in this very instance, uh, they have the upper hand in the negotiation. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I'm sure Chair Powell uh, eats at much better restaurants than me, but I'd love my, uh, my McDonald's drive through to be open 24 hours again. It's pretty... Uh... Been, been pretty tough when the kids want to snack late at night. <laughs> I, I know you're a big McDonald's guy. You, you know, I, I think my uh, my pneumonia was was brought on by the the fact that uh, McRib is done forever. I got my last McRib on the the last day it was available in the U.S. last week, and I've been I've I've been feeling down ever since. And that's the rib, no bones, right? That that's right. Are you are you a McRib fan, uh, Stu? I'm just generally aware. <laughs> saucy tasty <laughs> just yeah. like this podcast saucy and tasty that's right that's right little little bit of bite from time to time okay Stu. well let, let, let's wrap it up we're going to get to uh some some canadian banking stuff because there's a lot of news on that uh when we when we get back next week but uh thanks again and we'll uh we'll, we'll check in for Stu's days next week great thanks dave hope you're feeling better this recording has been provided by rbc global asset management inc for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.